What's up, y'all? It's Odyssey, finding underscore Odyssey on Instagram. And this is episode three of Finding Odyssey. This is a little bit past due, but we about to get two episodes back to back again. Last week was very unproductive for me, but you know, I let it go and just kind of like let myself go through my phases because I know me. So this episode is going to be about uh, when I substituted. So I was a substitute teacher. I went back home um, after I worked outside lands and... um, that Sunday, Jack called me. Jack's new album is out, Confetti. I'm so excited. Y'all gotta listen to it. It's Fire AF. I came back to Kentucky for like three weeks right after Outside Lands, and I knew um, that I was gonna be there for three weeks and that I would have access to a car. And I love making money in Louisville because Louisville just like is good to me, like financially. Like, I have been able to make so much good money in Louisville, just like here and doing like here and there like stuff and so um I had signed up to be a substitute teacher back when I quit all trade uh in October of last year and uh I never heard back for them like I went and did the TB test I did their little training that they did I went through all the I did all the paperwork all of that and I never heard back from them it was weird but at that point I got hired at another job uh and had like a couple other part-time jobs so I I was working three part-time jobs so I was like okay cool like I don't I don't really have time to sub anyway whatever uh at the end of the school year like earlier this year in 2019 I got an email that said, you know, thank you so much all of, to all of the JCPS substitutes, blah, blah, blah. You guys were amazing. Good year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, like I must like, you know, be eligible. I must have like got it somehow or whatever. And um, so I knew I was going back home. So I just emailed them knowing that the school year was starting up right at the same time as going back. And I was like, hey, am I active in your system? And they didn't email me back. So I called them. And I was like, hey, my name's Odyssey, you know, I signed up to be a substitute. I think I'm active. Like, and they looked me up and they were like, yeah, you're active. Here are all your logins. I'm like, bet. So literally all I had to do, they gave me logins to this, uh, their absence management system. And I logged in and it tells you like the school. It tells you what time you got to be there, what time school's over. Like most of the time it'll tell you exactly what you're doing. So while I was there, I was a librarian one day. Um, And when I was a librarian, it was the beginning of the school year. So they weren't allowed to check out books. So all I did was sit in the librarian's office and do shit on my laptop. I did some like Photoshop shit and some Final Cut shit. It was amazing. And I didn't have to like even deal with the children. So another time I was a business teacher, it was like a in a computer lab. So it was a business class for a high school. So it also told you if it was like high school, middle school or elementary school. I did elementary school one. Well, I did one assignment for elementary school, but it was two days. So it was like a Monday and Tuesday. And it had turned out that the, the kids, it was fourth grade. Um, and it was at an elementary school kind of like in the west of Louisville. And I was there for two days back to back. And it turned out that they had also has, had a substitute on Friday as well. And she had a terrible like time. She was like this younger, like white girl. And she had a terrible time. They made her cry. She was with me for half the day on Monday and they made her cry. And it was just like crazy because these fourth graders like, 
just they amazed me and that's basically I had amazing experiences with these children so I did um that elementary school that one time I did middle school a couple of times and then I did high school um the majority of the time I think I did a total of nine days um and in Kentucky I was being paid 145 per day I have a bachelor's degree so that's what you um get paid per day there JCPS needs substitutes and if you have at least 60 credit hours you can be a substitute and I had amazing experiences with the children, even though like and for the longest time, I was like, I'm not really a kid person like you guys. I, we talked about it in the Zaza episode. So I'm like, Ugh, this is going to be crazy. But and at the same time, I still kind of feel like a kid. Like I feel like I was in high school not that long ago, even though I graduated in 2013 and it's about to be 2020. So what's that like seven years? OMG. But I feel like I like my mindset, my mind. I feel like high school was not that long ago. And so I was like. This is going to be weird. Plus, I'm short. I'm really short. I'm hella short. And I was like, these kids ain't going to listen to me, especially the high school kids. But my very first day, I was at a high school. I was so nervous. I got there. I was supposed to be there at like 7.15 is what my call time was or 7.20 or something like that. And I showed up at 7.41 because of traffic. Like, I didn't even account for the fact that I would have to wait in line with the freaking school buses. I got there at like 7.41. So I was like super nervous that they was going to be like, bitch, go home. But uh, I showed up and like checked in in the front office and they were super sweet. And they were like, your first class actually isn't even till 9.21. So I was like, what look at god bro i'm like bet and my first class at 921 only had two students i was like bro this is this is easy like 145 for this like that in the days over at 220 at this point like the two students i had them to like 10 something 11 so what bet because it was like they were on a block schedule i believe is what it's called so they had like four periods in a day it was lit my first one was like planning which was why i didn't have one till 921 my second one was only two students so then after that i only had two classes so it was lit and the two students in the first class so this was my very first day and it was life-changing so the first day I had the two students in my first period and we were in I was a science teacher so I think they were biology and it was only two students and they were like um learning disability students so they were in there and it was only two of them and I was like hey like um but they were like super into biology both of them or super into like science both of them which is why they were in biology one and the only ones in biology one they were in 11th grade and they finished their work super quick they had like a their teacher left them a packet so all I had to do was be like hey this is what y'all's teacher left y'all y'all have the you know period to work on it I'm gonna pick it up at the end you know do you and they were super smart so they did it and they were both done quick as fuck so I was like oh well now you guys just have the opportunity to just kind of like chill I guess but of course they didn't want to chill they wanted to talk so we start engaging in conversation and the first kid uh Evan he was like telling me all about all these interesting facts like random interesting facts about animals and I and he said the first thing he told me I actually wrote it in my notes because he would say something then we would like I would be like oh you know for real and then the conversation would end and then he would turn back and you know kind of look at his book because he was reading a book and then we look up again and say something else and I'm like oh really that's crazy and, and so this time he looked at me and said did you know we're not the only ones who can make fire on earth and I was like what do you mean and he said well, you know how humans learn how to, like, make fire, like, back in the day? And I was like, yeah. 
And he said, there's another animal that can make fire too, a type of bird. And I was like, really? I was like, what kind of bird? He was like, one day I was just wondering if we was the only animals that can make fire. So I Googled, are humans the only animals that can make fire? And it's a type of bird. And he started like describing all the like characteristics of this bird. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it just was so cool. I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. He looked up and he said, mom wants me to work at Ford. He said, I don't really want to do that though. I want to do zoology. And I was like, well, you know, you can be a zoologist if you want. You could go to college for that. And, like, you could be a zoologist. And he was like, yeah. He was like, but my mom works at Ford. And I said, yeah. I was like, how long has she been working there? Like, I know people who work at Ford. And he was like, long time. He was like, my stepdad used to work there, too. But he can't anymore. And so my mom has had to, like, pick up extra hours and work, like, extra days. So she wants me to, like, start working there after I graduate. And he was in 11th grade and I'm like, oh my gosh, like in my head at that moment, I'm thinking that's crazy. This amazing, talented kid who after he told me he wanted to be a zoologist, he then went on to tell me about all of these plans that he has wants to like be once he becomes a zoologist. He wants to be a marine zoologist. And he started telling me all these things about these different um, aquatic animals and he said that he wants to start a nonprofit that goes out and rescues endangered species. And it just like literally is giving me goosebumps talking about it because when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, it clicked in my head. I'm like, and then he said that about his mom wanting to work at Ford and how like he's probably going to have to work at Ford. And he said, um, he was talking about that and I was just like, that's crazy. I was like, this kid has all of these ideas about how he wants to rescue endangered species. And I'm like, that's probably why all of these species are going to go extinct because little Evan is going to work at Ford instead of going to school to become a marine biologist and creating this nonprofit to save these endangered species. I literally... It like hurt my heart and it like boiled my blood at the same time because I'm like, it's just crazy how life manifests itself into people, life, like life, life, like having to pay bills, having to take care of, you know, a kid that maybe you aren't really prepared to take care of or don't have the resources to take care of. Like little Evan made the way he was talking made it seem like his only option when he graduates is to go work at Ford and I was trying to tell him hey there's college you could apply for scholarships you're really smart like you're in biology like you still have a whole two years like you just started your 11th grade year your junior year like you have plenty of time he just wasn't like getting that he was like yeah and just like would look down and then the other kid he wanted to be a, a chef and a pastry chef or something like that and he was like the other kid's name is Matthew he said uh he he was it was so funny he told me like he kept looking up at me and saying stuff as well and they didn't really like each other so they were like both talking to me but wouldn't talk to each other about these cool things that they knew but they would say it out loud so Matthew he looked up and he he said stuff like someone paid over a thousand dollars for a phone I'm not doing that and I was like, I literally started cracking up because I'm like, bruh, dead ass. This is really 
Sherry, you're paying thousands of dollars for phones. Like, that's wild. Like, Matthew was like, that's crazy. I'm not doing that. He, like, looked in disgust. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. That's the reality. And then he said, I heard that they're causing pollution. Like, that's another thing that he said. And I'm like, well, who's there, Matthew? Who's causing pollution? He's like, everyone. And I'm like, yeah, we are. I'm sitting here having these real conversations with these 11th graders. And they're, like, making it seem as crazy as it actually is. And it's in, like, it made me realize that we take it, like, so nonchalantly. And I'm like, yeah, Ev like, Matthew, you're right. We are causing pollution. Like, yeah, we should do something about it. Like, oh, no. And... Oh, I also wrote down Evans, like, he said he wants to call his company Biocorp, the company to save endangered species. Um, and I was like, you should totally do that. Please do not get rid of that dream. Like, please, 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 please do not get rid of that dream. And so in that moment, I actually started writing a book, like, in that moment about all the things that, that made me feel. Um, I have this long-ass note to my my past self, my future self, and, like, my current self in that moment and just be like, sis please don't get distracted by life. Like, cause Evan talking about his mom and all these things that she was like stressed about and that, you know, rubbed off on him. He couldn't like, he, that's the things that he now is stressed about and worried about and that he's going to go on to continue in life to be stressed about and worried about. And he's going to forget all about being a zoologist and, and saving these endangered species and the things that actually the earth needs. And I think that it was kind of like ironic that, Evan had this idea to be a zoologist and save endangered species. And then we have over here and like how his mom is stressed about all this different, you know, like face level stuff, like surface level stuff that we deal with as humans. And then over here we have Matthew talking about, yeah, I heard we're causing pollution. Like, yeah, we're causing pollution, bruh. And like, yeah, these, he, you know, these species are endangered. And oh, and then Evan said... Each dimension that you see is a different reality. And so I feel like he sees himself in another dimension being a zoologist and, you know, saving these endangered species and therefore saving the world. Like that's the person that Evan is supposed to be. That's the person that he's like groomed, the person he was sent here to do, like the work that he was sent here to do. That is who Evan is supposed to be. But he in this dimension, in this reality, he has to like help out the family and do this, that, and the other. And like, those are the things that he like is, is inevitably passed down. It's nothing against his like mom or not saying like it's his mom's sorry or anything. Those again are things that we have to deal with surface level things that we have to deal with as humans that distract us from our like true purpose and our true destiny and the things that we're supposed to like give to the universe and the things that we're supposed to provide in the ways that we're supposed to like change the world it's crazy and I learned all that in my first day of substituting it's crazy or not like learned that but like got all of that like realization and like insight on my first day as a substitute in my well yeah in my first period so then um, my second period, bad as hell, there was this one dude who got brought in by the security officer. And when I stood up, he looked at me and he was like, oh, you short. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, yes, I am. And like he was standing up looking out the door. And I was like, I really don't care if you leave or if you stay. But like, don't be standing outside my like in and out my door, like get in or get out. And I stood up and he was like, asked me, he was like, oh, you short? And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's not even going to take me seriously. And he totally didn't. 
And so I just ended up sitting at my desk and him and this other little girl was going back and forth. Like I thought that he was like bullying her at first or like harassing her at first, but it turned out she was just flirting with him. And then it made me realize all the stupid stuff that I cared about like in high school and that I did in high school to like try to get attention. Cause then there was this other little girl that was in the back talking to this dude and they had like, so my next period had, um, lunch in between so there was this other girl and I'm sitting here trying to focus on my laptop I had to cover up my stickers on my laptop because it had like weed references and stuff on it because you know I worked at Outside Lands and got all these cool stickers that are about like cannabis and I didn't want these kids in high school to see it so I take like post-it notes and tape them over my like laptop stickers so I could work on my laptop and I'm just listening I hear in the background these kids talking this one like so there's the bad dude that got brought in by the security officer the bad kid and then um he was flirting with that girl that like I said I thought you know didn't like it at first but turns out she actually like was flirting back and then there was another like girl and guy couple in the back that was flirting going back and forth the whole time before lunch they leave to go to lunch everybody comes back except for this little girl and then everybody starts gossiping about the little girl that didn't come back she was apparently pregnant and da 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 they was like bullying that little boy for flirting with her and he was like that ain't my girl and don't act like he wasn't flirting with her before lunch that's what I was thinking in my head but I didn't say that but basically that's what the other people were saying and in my head that's why I was like bruh I feel like I was just like this was I'm crazy. Like, it's wild. Like, it just gave me hella insight all on my first day. So I left. This is before 2, 2, 3 o'clock p.m. in the day. And I left feeling hella inspired and just hella, like, thankful for life. So that was all on my first day. And then after that, my second day, I wasn't nervous. Um, Went into Centerstone, which is a school for behaviorally issued children. I at I was nervous about that when I found that out, like when I did the research the day before, but I was like, okay. So I went in that day and there was, ended up being really easy and really smooth. I didn't do anything at all because the, because it was the type of program that it was, there was like 12 teachers in the room. So they were like, it's okay. I got it. There was a student teacher who was like, I'm actually going to be taking over for the day. So I was like, you do use this. So I just sat there the whole day. Um, it was amazing. They ended up requesting me back, but I went out of town. So I was like, cool. but that was cool. Then the next day, that was the multi-day job, um, for the elementary school with those fourth graders. And let me tell you, these fourth graders were, that was eye-opening. So they were not as easy as the high schoolers, of course. I did not get to like, sit down and do what I wanted to. I had to, like, micromanage them, like, so much. And they had so much on their mind. It was crazy. They are nine years old. Um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but my big brother, the way that I always remember how old you are and what grade you are, um, my big brother will get this reference. He won't listen to this, but he'll get this reference. Um, there's a song that's, like, got more nines in fourth grade talking about, like, the gun. And that's how I remember that you're nine years old in fourth grade. But um, <laughs> that shout out to my brother for giving me all kinds of easy ways to remember stuff like that. But they uh, were nine years old, supposed to be doing like multiplication and addition and vocabulary, spelling words. And they were acting out. And so I started pulling them aside, trying to like understand because I had another teacher in there with, the fir- with me the first half of Monday. So they would act out and I would pull them to the side. Like, wh- why are you acting out? Like, are you okay? Like, what? Like, what's going on? She was like, I can't tell you in front of my friends. So I was like, C- like, well, let's go over here by the backpacks and let's talk about it. Like, what's up, sis? And she was like, my dad, like, 
I ain't gonna be able to see him till October because he put his hands on me and my mama filed a restraining order and I was like what like that's crazy and she was like yeah she was like I think he's um, an alcoholic. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, this little girl's nine years old. It just, like, it clicked to me in the middle of her telling me all this. Because I didn't get it at first. Um, but it's because of the way that she was acting. I just, my mind. I'm thinking I'm talking to somebody my age. And then it just clicked to me in the middle of our conversation that this little girl is nine years old. And she's supposed to be doing addition and subtraction, but she's got all this on her mind. Then she goes on to say she has a younger sister that has a different mother than she does that he doesn't do all this with. He was like, she don't, he don't do it with her. He takes care of her. He's always buying her stuff, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's wild. Like, that this little girl's worried about that when you need to be in here doing the subtraction and these additions. Like, you don't even know basic, like, knowledge. Like, you can't even get your... Like, this is your time to come in here and to learn, like, regular stuff. And you are worried about that. And it's, like, not even her fault. Not even her parents' fault. Like, like I said, the same situation with Evan. But it's just, like... You don't realize in going through your everyday life, especially when you're a parent, when you're an adult, when you like are having to just like deal with surface level shit like money and jobs and, you know, making sure that you're worrying about making sure if you're taking care, like doing the best that you can to take care of your child, giving them, you know, material things, trying to like make for it. Cause this little girl had on new J's, this, that, and the other. So like giving them material things to try to make up for, you know, other places that you may feel internally feel you're lacking, just like dealing with surface level shit. It, it actually comes off and it's reflected as children. And the crazy thing about it is we all know that. We all know that because we are, we was like these children. And again, I'm getting goosebumps in like, like we were the child that our parents thought that, you know, that that's not how it is. Like, and we don't even realize that it's a cycle. It is a cycle. And that is what is happening. Just substituting and having the opportunity to serve. And again, all of my jobs just say always provide me with some type of lesson or some type of insight that like allows me to just like be a better person, to see the world in a better way, to try to like pass on ideas, ideals to others, to try to like see the world in a better way and try to like break cycles and that kind of thing. And so um, she wasn't the only little girl that I talked to like that. Another little girl that I pulled to the side, she was acting out the whole day. She just was like cussing me out. This, Oh my gosh, this one little boy called me a bitch. Oh Lord, it was crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it, I remember it. I like, it was crazy. I was like, oh my Lord. And then the teacher that I had with me the first half of Monday, um, they she took them to like technology class and that was my planning period. So I got to like go eat lunch or whatever. I went and sat in my car. I was like, I had to like go cool off. I drove to the Walgreens in the West End. I was I pulled up at a gas station. It was sunny as like I pulled up at a gas station and I was about to go in just to get some snacks. And it was just niggas. Just niggas lurking outside the gas station. I was like, mm-mm. And pulled up to the um the uh Walgreens across the street instead. Cause I was like, I don't have time for niggas to be talking to me. I'm it's a stressful day. So I went to the Walgreens across the street and um got some shit and had my planning period. When I came back, sis was like done. She didn't come for me. She didn't come with me for the rest of the day. She was done. They made her cry. She because the technology, um, it was a like technology period or the language arts period, I guess. And the technology teacher just so happened to be out that day as well. And so she was covering for him because she was just kind of floating. And there was a fight that broke out. It was just wild. 
And so the student that the fight had broke out with, he ended up coming back the next day because I had the same class on Tuesday. He came back the next day, gave me a hug, apologized for being bad that, you know, the day before. It was like, I'm not going to be bad no more. And the crazy thing is when I took these, so these are fourth graders. So I had to take them on bathroom breaks and shit. Like as a class, there was a boys restroom and this particular school that I was at was set up like a circle, a big ass circle. So the boys' restroom was on one side of the circle and the girls' restroom was on the other side of the circle. So we couldn't all go to the restroom at the same time. The boys had to wait for the girls. The girls had to wait for the boys. And they were bad as fuck. Like, just in the hallways, running around, screaming. I, like, lost my voice by the end of the day. I was wore out by that 345. I had to go take a nap. Like I said, they cussed me out. Every time they cussed me out or said something to me, I pulled them to the side. And I'm like, what's going on? And it always has something to do with, like, their family or, like, what's going on at home or, like, their sister bullying them or somebody not, you know, accepting them for themselves. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. And they didn't want to talk to each other about it because they didn't want to be judged. And I, it took me back. I remember fourth grade vividly. I used to cry every day in fourth grade. Shout out to my fourth grade teacher, Miss Wimsett, because I cried literally every day in fourth grade. I do not remember why. I don't remember. I just remember crying and I remember her dealing with it. It was wild. It was just a lot. So that those two days wore me out. So then I took a day off. I was at high schools the rest of the days because I was like, I'm not picking up. So I did the librarian at the middle school and then I was at high schools the last three days. And the three days that I did the high schools, they just were bad as fuck as well. Like trying to bully me. The one of them went on a field trip. Like the the teacher was there, but he just went on a field trip, so I really didn't have to do much. The kids were out for most of the day, and I just had to be there for them when they came back. Um, and for the bad kids that didn't get to go on the field trip, <laughs> I was there with them. But it was easy as, hey, this is what your teacher left. You can do it if you want. Like, you don't have to do it. I don't really care. Like, it's your grade. These one, one of the days, two kids ran away from me. Because, like, the school encouraged us taking them outside to do their work, I guess, rather than doing it inside. And so I took them outside. And two of the kids ran away. I was just like, okay. Like, I don't know what to do. So we, when we went back inside, I just told the office, I was like, two of my kids ran away. And they was like, okay. Thanks for letting us know. And they told me to write a referral for him. So I had to write a referral. And I felt like I remember it was just wild. Like, I remember, like, you have to just, it made me feel like more of an adult at that point. It made me realize, okay, I'm not the still, still the same person that I was in high school, <laughs> obviously. But, like, how earlier at the beginning of the episode I was saying, um, I was nervous because I feel like my mindset, I feel like my high school wasn't that long ago. Um, but the reality is I've been through a lot since high school <laughs> and I'm a different person, like for sure, since high school. Um, and all of this to say that we are here on like in this world, in this universe. To take care of ourselves first. Like we are supposed to be selfish. Like we are supposed to tend to our own needs, care for our own self, accept our own self before we can do anything for anybody else. Um, and I believe in that strongly. Like you got to do for yourself before you can do for anybody else. That's the reason why I don't give money to homeless people on the street because I ain't got no money. Give me some money. I got to do for myself before I can do for you. In that instance. And then also... um, why <laughs> it just like it just it manifests in different aspects of my life but I'm a strong believer of take care of yourself first do you first you got like you can't help anybody else if you like you know how they say that on the plane like you got to put your own oxygen mask on before you put anybody else's on because if you die nigga you can't help nobody 
Like you helping anybody is not going to like, it's not going to matter. You just gave your life for somebody else's and that's, they're not going, they're not here to do the same things as you. So they can't make the same impact on the world as you. You are here to make an impact. You are here to do a thing. You are here to perform a job, to change the world in a very, 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 very particular way, shape, form, and fashion that only you can do it. Like only you can do it. You are sent here to do that. You are to change the world in exactly some way. And if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't tend to yourself, if you don't take care of the, like, look past the surface level things, which we saw, if you don't look past the surface level things and see a bigger purpose, if you don't strive for a bigger purpose, strive to be more, strive to do more, then you can't make that impact you can't do that thing that you're supposed to do you can't change the world in the way that you're supposed to change the world because then you get distracted and distractions are huge with me you heard the story with evan you heard the story with the little girl in fourth grade like about her dad life distracted these children's parents so much that they can't even like see that their kids are feeling the same stress and the same like they're they're basically blind to their how their children are feeling and what their children are going to and i just like am a substitute at their school one day um and they felt comfortable enough to talk to me about it which like means that like you know they're wanting to tell somebody or wanting to talk to somebody about it but they might not feel like as a child they they have a place to you know express their emotions or express their concerns which is crazy um and so all of this, like the moral of the story for all of this is just, like I said, to be happy and to love yourself um, and don't get distracted. That's a big vow that I made to myself. Don't get distracted. Don't allow life to distract you. Always, always, always. I'm always pro-choice when it comes to like having children because of the fact that you see like what can happen when you take on responsibilities and take on things um, that you might not 100% um, be prepared for. And I know a lot of times you can find yourself in a situation where you've made a mistake and, you know, maybe have gotten pregnant and you find yourself, you know, forcing yourself into a decision that you feel like you have to make based off of, you know, religion or familial pressures or, you know, what you think so-and-so would think about it or what you think so-and-so would think about your decision and what you actually wanted to do. Like, you can't get caught up in all of that because as humans, like, we have to be okay with our, like, being okay with our mistakes. Realizing that everybody's not perfect. Everybody's not perfect in different ways. Um, And that, situations that we've been through in the past things that we've gone through ways that we maybe like are ashamed that we've let other people treat us or maybe we're ashamed the ways that we've treated other people at some point um all of that we have to realize is a result of our environment um and things that we've you know learned learned behavior we are animals (laughs) like we learn about that in simple science like just learn behavior like we learn from our environment we learn from um the people that we look up to the that we grow up with that we grow up around and it's all a result of that and so we have to also realize that those things though are again grooming us to become exactly the person that we are supposed to be so that we can make exactly the impact we're supposed to make on the world um, and change the way in exactly the way that we are supposed to change it so at the end of the day trust yourself Love yourself, 
Like, trust every decision you make. Trust every decision you've ever made. Find the lessons in everything that you've been through. Um, Every situation that you might have previously or even still look at as a negative situation or something bad that you've been through or something that you regret doing or regret going through in life. Like, look at it and find the lesson in it. Um, And trust all your decisions because say that you do find yourself in a situation where you force yourself to make a decision because of familial um, pressures or religions or what, any of those reasons that we discussed earlier, that still that decision like becomes again a lesson because you have to be able to understand and see the bigger picture that you're passing on cycles and you're passing on habits, you're passing on things that uh, are not only uh, allowing you to not fulfill your purpose, but then your next generation, the next person, your, your child, they're not going to be able to fulfill their, you know, destiny. The idea is for that child, for that you birth, that you end up having, that you go on to raise, the idea is for him, like that child's purpose to then become, for to guide you back to your purpose. And that's like, again, the universe just working in cycles and trying to like, Get you to do the thing that you were sent here to do before your time here on this earth is up. So you have to get to a point in life where you love yourself, where you do, where you're 100% happy, where you're doing everything for yourself. Because at that point, you are exactly who you're supposed to be. You are exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this world. You are making the exact impact that you're supposed to be making on this world. And when you're at that point, you can have children. Because then you are able to not only... to um provide for them materialistic things and stuff like that like we talked about earlier but that's that's surface level things you have to be able to provide more than that for your child you have to be able to provide a a slate for them to be themselves 100% and holy so that they can make the difference and make the change in the world that they they were put here and sent here to make. Like imagine if Evan, if little Evan, his mom had the means to be able to provide a clean slate, an open slate for Evan to be able to pursue his dreams and to be the zoologist that he's supposed to be to save these endangered species and therefore change the world in, in that aspect. Like it's crazy. And I learned all of that from substituting those eight days. So it was an amazing experience. I definitely, definitely, definitely want to sub some more. So I encourage you, if you have days off or anything like that, to be a substitute and um, change these children's lives and change your life. And it just humbles you. And it gives like it gives you it sent me back to like my youthful spirit and it made me want to be myself. And it made me just like reminded me of like all the things that I love. And again, reminded me that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because yes, I'm not working. Yes, I'm not doing, you know, the regular shit, but I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because the universe keeps sending me these signs and keeps sending me these lessons that like, hey, this is why like this is the alternative. Like this is what you, this is what you could be doing or this is what, you know, could have happened and that's what does happen so often. So, I just want to encourage people to be themselves to love themselves, to accept everything, all of your mistakes, because as humans, we have temptations and distractions. Um, Everybody has temptations and distractions and has to deal with surface level shit. That's regular things. That's like, that's normal. That's life. But what's important is just paying attention to yourself and making sure that you are good. Because if you making sure that you're good, then you can pass on that love that 
and like nothing's better than self love. And once you like feel that and have that, you can. It's a different type of love that you pass on to other people. It's not the same type of love like like that you used to love other people with. Like it's a whole different type of love. And you want to love more people. You want more people to feel that, and you just are happier. So. That's today's episode. Thank you guys so much, so much, so much for listening. I love y'all. Stream Jack's new album. I'm on Apple Podcasts now. I know y'all saw that. So this episode will be on there as well as all um, the former episodes. So tune in. Thank you guys for listening. I love y'all so, 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 so much. I love me so, 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 so much. And go on for finally getting this episode done.